Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Remember the day of just keeping time of hanging around in sleepy towns forever. Back roads empty for miles. Well, you can't have a dream and cut it to fit. But when I saw you, I knew we'd go together like a wink and a smile. Folks, we go together like a wink and a smile. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Uh, That's Harry Connick Jr., a wink and a smile. Um, I had a huge, this is probably not surprising to anybody, I had a huge Harry Connick Jr. phase in high school. Uh, I also did show choirs, so that probably explains a lot. But uh, I thought he was very fitting to open the show with because our guest today, we, we got into a big, well, a slightly big conversation about like, you know, Nora Ephron, romantic comedies like When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, which all had amazing soundtracks. But I discovered when uh, Harry Connick Jr. because of the When Harry Met Sally soundtrack. Um, and it was all done by Harry Connick Jr. And it was one of my dad's CDs. And I was like, I don't know. This music speaks to me. As a kid, I was like, wow, what, I, I am I? This is not like anything on the radio, but I liked it. And um, 
Yeah, no, I thought it was great. So I thought we would open with a little Harry Connick Jr. It's not a complete mashup like we usually do. How are you guys? Is everybody good? You've made it to Wednesday. We are at the hump day. Hump de hump is a chance to get to the end of the week. Um, I hope you guys are good. I'm I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not not good, but I'm not good. I, I, you know, I had COVID over the holidays and I still get these kind of blinding headaches sometimes. And I just got one about an hour and a half ago and I'm trying to shake it, but I'm not going to really do a lot of talking at the front here. And I'm just going to go to our interview. And luckily we have an hysterical, amazing, insightful, fun interview with our guest, uh, Lucy O'Connor. You might know her as at Lucy on the ground. Um, on Instagram, and she is just so fun to talk to. She is a pop culture maven, just like we all are, and we just had a great conversation. So you are in good hands with this conversation, so I don't need to do a lot of talking up front. I'll do that uh, tomorrow's episode. Uh, We'll get everything in, but it's crazy. I do want to let you know I I used a new – I was looking for a new productivity app, you know, like I like to cross things off. Um, and so I ha- I tried out this one called Done, and it's actually pretty cool. I put it on my Instagram. I swear to God, this isn't a promotion, but uh, people kept asking about it on the Instagram. Um, so it's called Done, and it's actually pretty cool. You can kind of like form habits that way. I decided I was going to make my bed like Carl does every day. And we're on day one, and I definitely was more productive today. Um I have a headache right now, so I don't know if that has anything to do with making my bed. But at least as a grown man, I'm learning to do these basic, 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 very basic things. How do you guys do all of what you do? I see you every day on the Instagram. It just you're so busy. I mean, I'm busy too, but I'm just I'm, I'm getting I'm just barely getting through things. You guys make it look like you're doing it with a grace and a plum, and you you look all stylized, like I'm wearing like old navy sweatshirts and basketball shorts like remember when we wore pants remember that it wasn't too long ago it was less than a year ago i was wearing pants on a daily basis and now if i put pants on it feels like my legs are getting suffocated and if it feels like something is extremely wrong if i wear pants but at the same time Am I giving up by just wearing basketball shorts for the rest of my life? I feel like this is the stuff government should be talking about. I feel like this is the stuff like, okay, is there a date we're back on track? Is there a, as we get through this, as we get over this, as we start getting vaccinated, is there going to be like, hey, um, in like a month from now, we're going to start wearing pants as a nation again or skirts or, you know what? But like, I mean, is somebody going to like say like, hey, you got to slow down with the, uh, the leisure wear? You know, like my whole life is leisure wear right now. And maybe, you know what? Maybe that's my next to-do list thing. Make your bed and put on pants. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to put on pants again. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm weak. I feel like I need to get stronger. And I mean, is there something in between a short and a pant? Is like a, a, a jort or something? Is there something in between there where it's like a warm up to a pant? Uh, if you guys know, get at me. Um, thank you guys for uh, continuing to listen. The numbers are doing great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, 
uh, if you want more, if you want recaps and stuff like that, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I think five bucks a month you get access to like 80 podcasts at this point. And I'm starting Real Housewives of Miami this week. I, I, I watched my first episode today. And you guys, I, I'd never seen it before. And I know, I know, don't yell at me, but it's great. Larza Pippen, it's great. I'm so excited to talk about it when I don't have a headache. But um, yeah, so that was great. But anyways, in this interview today, we go over The Bachelor. We go over Kardashians, Kim, Kanye, Scott, Courtney, Travis. Uh, we go over Chloe. We go over everybody's matching faces. We uh, we get into, like I said, romantic comedies. We get into uh, Summer House, of course, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I mean, we go all over the map. The whole goal of all of these podcasts, I think, is to uh, so you guys feel like you're in on this conversation. Because when I talk, I feel like you guys are in on this conversation. You know, I was noticing this um, when I was talking to Lucy today that we would talk and then I would lean in and I go, guys, what's she saying right here? And and that's not me being like, that's really what I would do in a conversation of like, hey, you know what she, she means right here? It, and so it's kind of cool that I feel like there's this really, I don't know, at least I feel that way, that it's just really nice where I can actually, um, I actually feel like I know who's listening. So thank you guys for all of your support. Um, we're just going to get right into it because I really do have a blinding headache. Hopefully this can go away. Um, and I will talk to you guys uh, on Thursday again. But yeah, this is the Wednesday episode. And then Thursday, we got a great guest and uh, I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye. Somebody who Could make me be true Could make me be blue Or even be glad Just to be sad Thinking of you Some others I've seen Might never be mean Might never be cross Or try to be boss but they wouldn't do For nobody else Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you Wonderful you It had to be you uh, Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is one of my favorite guests So much so that I have nothing planned This is what, this is like This is going to be like jazz music For people that like pop culture We are just going to see what sticks to the wall Because I could talk with this person about anything You might know her from her Instagram account Lucy on the ground We just sort for Lucy on the ground with rocks You might also not know that she has a podcast That has recently come back from hiatus And is on a little bit of a hiatus But it focuses on <laughs> romantic comedies Which are just kind of all of our favorites And I want to talk to her a little bit about that But Lucy Lucy O'Connor, welcome back to the show. 
Thank you for having me. This is always so fun for me. And I love that we are just going to riff yeah, off well, each other here. <laughs> Ba-do-ba-ba-ba-da-boop-boop. Like, Got my sax out. This is scatting for uh, people that like to read us weekly. Um, so uh, I want to real quick about romantic comedies, because I think one of the the I, the Bachelor this season, I think, is a romantic comedy in that it's supposed to be romantic, but it's just really horrible. And I end up finding it like comedic in a really bad way. Do you do you I mean, because it, it's like melatonin for me at this point, like it it, it knocks me out. The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean. I watched this week, but like to retain even anymore outside of even like whatever, the everything that's going on on there that is important outside of yeah. just the entire franchise. But the episodes itself, I think also piggybacking off such a great season of The Bachelorette, I had hopes. And this was, especially as a woman, like these are terrible contestants. It's been, and I have to question that I found entertainment from them. But then I had to be like, okay, hold on. Like, these are bitches. Like, <laughs> well, I still don't. It's always a bad sign when you've, you've made it to the final uh, four and you don't know any of their names. Like, you're like, oh, the girl that, that supposedly had the Confederate flag, she's there, uh, the pictures, and then the two other. Like, I'm not rem- I'm not retaining any. I, I know his name's Matt. He's hot, but he's boring. And I know Chris Harrison, everything else. And I know at one point, he was deep in thought and there was a couch in the woods he went and sat on and that oh, cracked me up. I mean, those producers are always the, their money shots of them either like pensive on a balcony or pensive in the shower, like pensive on a, co- <laughs> a couch in the woods. Like they're well, just <laughs> reaching. Do you think the director, I mean, do you think whoever shoots that is like, Matt, come on, more serious, man. Bring the tears, bring it, bring the pain. Let's go. What I think it, buddy. I don't know. I have to think back of like past bachelors because they all pulled it off pretty well. I feel like Nick Vile was the only one who like I felt behind his eyes that he was even like, this is so stupid. Like he even like felt it because everyone else like, you know, they're showering and they're just like oh, deep in thought. And like, I, I don't know how they pull it off like they all try and go into acting, though, afterwards. So they must realize that they've got the chops to do something <laughs> i would like to be one of the contestants that's like fully aware of the camera and like just is just like looking directly at the camera every shot you know like i could never do it because i'd i'd be friends with production and not to get a good edit or anything like i'd like be behind the camera being like okay so when you did see that like you know we're <laughs> yeah. like hey hey i see what's think? going on here you saw the storyline right right that's do a, you have a camera and yeah is there a guys- camera in the other room <laughs> Yeah. production are you seeing this rush to the bathroom right now we're having a convo in here that's crazy especially um, with this season because these women i always like the bachelor seasons more because the women are like the even like little cattiness or convos like i was in a sorority like there's definitely not that we were all dating one guy but it's definitely there are layers uh, there i've, I've to, seen sororities where that has <laughs> happened actually yeah <laughs> it wasn't mine i'd like to say go on the record but it is like I, I like that aspect and that's where I find the entertainment is all of these women have women having to live together, especially in this pandemic. I feel like they were all 
so heightened like we've been heightened like emotional triggered like why am I here I want to leave I quarantined for two weeks like I miss my family like they're all so much more stressed than they've ever been but how but then how on the top of that are you boring on top of that after like you're 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 caged up but still I, I don't feel they brought it I feel like there's no chemistry between anybody I think they did a good job casting the right women for him like I I, every time he went on a one-on-one date, I was like, hmm, this, this could work for them. Like, I could see this lasting. That being said, they had, they said, this is the most women we've ever had. He's <laughs> never been on the show. Like, he wasn't <laughs> someone who came and knew how this worked. No, he he, he's, this worked. he's fresh Bachelor Nation. He yeah, is not he was, Bachelor Nation. And then they brought in more. And then they said, you know what? There's not enough. You eliminated some. We're going to do this again. It's going to break him. There was no way that was going to work for this bachelor. I think they had really great women. And besides, there are some terrible ones, obviously, like bitches, like, and some that I didn't think were bitches and then turned out to be mean girls too. Like once the other mean girls left and I probably, because they're like fighting for camera time, they realize that's what's getting people somewhere. And they're really young. Like the oldest one left is 23 at this point, I think. So they should always throw a, like a 45 year old in the mix just to like go like, you know, she's always like puffing on a cigarette. Like, girls, you have no idea what's out there. You know, like, let me they, show you the ways. The conversation about Michelle Collins being the replacement for the host <laughs> is what we need because she is just enough aware of like how stupid this is where Chris is still trying to act like, yeah, I'm here to like find you love, Matt. I I want this for you. And it's like, do you know your retention rate? Like, we, have you? <laughs> well, we're also supposed to believe that Chris Harris and the host, you guys, is an omnipotent godlike figure that's always there at Matt's time of need. Like, you know, if Matt's crying, he's all of a sudden like, Matt, I see you crying over here. You know, like, like I wonder if there's somebody like just like Matt's looking teary. Rush, get him into costume, get him into costume. And he acts like he acts like this yes. is completely real. Because even last like this, this uh, the Tasha and Claire season, he um when Claire was like leaving in that bizarre way, he was like, well, we are here to find you love. And I guess we did our job. It's just, it's just very early. You know, like, I mean, he, he's under this, he's acting this thing out. Completely. He bought, he bought in too much. He went too far. I mean, he went too far in lots of ways, but he bought into his role as this like Cupid. I mean, there's a campaign of him as Cupid. Like I have used that like as a meme before, like him, like floating and shooting an arrow, like, but he does that's not what he cares about and he even like he leaves in half the seasons when he goes to paradise he just like wanders in and he's like oh i'm on the clock like he's so bothered by it and i'm just like okay go like i'm okay if you leave i was shocked to find out he wrote a a a book full of steamy sex scenes that they read from in this season that man's got pent up something like and he he wants to be the next Nicholas Sparks and then he divorced his wife and I really wanted him to get like with one of the bachelorettes like was it isn't he isn't he with somebody that used to be on the bachelorette or the I don't think she used did she I wanted that like that's the storyline I care about and I made up in my head several times but because I there was also someone like way back in the day I can't remember when like one of the women got with a pro- like a producer or something or a cameraman and like Chris Harrison had to like call her out and was like, we know oh. what happened. Like, <laughs> And those, those were the days. 
Like she that, just those are the days when you could do that without really causing. Well, because uh, I don't really watch this, but I know Siesta Key on MTV. Mm-hmm. One of the storylines is a producer from the first season actually comes back and is a character on the second season, and you know because he hooks up with one of the girls. Ish. His name is Ish. First off, that's a hor- like that's a warning sign right there. If your name is Ish, like he's also fifty. That's wild. But- my fiance just looked up because he knows exactly that we're talking about Siesta Key because we watched that together and we were like, this show is trash. We are so invested for two <laughs> or three seasons. And then it suddenly, it suddenly oh, like was like. And I know they had creepy uh, Robbie, creepy Robbie with the white teeth. Oh yeah. Bachelor Nation crossed over. He has such white teeth that I figure if he opens and shuts his mouth, he's going to like get somebody to have a seizure or something. Yeah, no, I, he has also climbed on so many different um, ladders. Yeah. yeah, I think he was on X on the beach. Like, what he was he trying, was... he trying to hook up with Sheena. Remember, like him and Sheena <gasps> were like good yes! friends. They went on a roller coaster. And then there was like a story where I don't think I've ever told this on the pod, but I, I, I have information <laughs> where they went to Hawaii together, like 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 those two and friends, and they had paparazzi shoot them on the beach walking, you know. But then Sheena had bought the tickets for the and thing and he he tried to ditch paying her back it's the apple watch all over again yeah she knows she's <laughs> literally for shishu i mean no she's great she's gonna be a i'm i'm very actually i'm uh when i see all those like pregnancy photos with her like beyonce and stuff like i'm actually genuinely happy for sheena like this is me the, too it's like she this is the role she's been meant to play and nobody can take it away from her you know no i'm very excited First, Sheena, you know, the Bachelor Pregnancy Pact, or not Bachelor, Vanderpump Rules Pregnancy Pact, like, it's intense, like, when you see it, especially when they're all about to pop, I wish them all well, and I kind of, like, want to retract my statement from a few years ago, where I was like, you know, they're all going to get knocked up, everybody said this, we all thought they're going to get knocked up, and we don't want that show, we don't want it, I am curious, I'm a little curious, I'm a little curious, not like a, I don't want Jax and Brittany. Oh my God, Jax, okay, I I was like, Jax is, Jax just like, like, he's like, I gotta work, Lucy wants to see me. No, he, no, isn't he like, he's been recording and thinking that he's gonna like, get this footage out somewhere, and like, we all need to stand together against that, but I am, I want to, Lala, like, to me, still has, like, a few years from now, Real Housewives potential with Randall, like, you know, redoing her house. Or I just think of when Flipper Flop Jeff Lewis came there. There's just so much there that I need well, a little I, more. Well, Jax did an interview this week. And by interview, I meant, I mean, he went on his Instagram live and told a bunch of lies. And he actually did talk about what you were just saying, which I had called from the beginning. I said, I bet Randall has footage of every one of those baby showers and they have put together. Yes, a you said it. That's I said they put the- it. I said they put together. A, I bet a ten minute pitch deck of Stassi, Bo, uh, you know, Jax, Lala, Randall. Because remember, they all mm-hmm. you guys. They had all those baby showers, and there's that Jax of finding out it's a boy and stuff like that. And it was, I was like, there's no way that J- like Randall didn't front the money, and they're putting some kind of thing to pitch. I will say, and this is. Between us, you guys listening, I did get somebody close to um, uh, Stasi's camp that says that 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 don't believe, don't consider the source. With... You being the source? No, 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 no. Jax, said, <laughs> oh. don't believe oh. everything Jax says. Jax talks out of his ass, so don't like like today. Jax put on his Instagram that he was like he was like producer life, 
and he was like working on something with Randall. And then there was also a Daily Mail article he put in his own story where he had framed a picture of Randall playing pickleball and gave it to him. And he got paparazzi giving it to him. And that's a Daily Mail article today. And he was so proud. Like his he lives he lives in Valley Village, but he also keeps a place up um, up Randall's ass. A nice two yeah. bedroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild. He I mean, he didn't play the game. Not that like Stasi is probably the ideal, like played the game well and knew who to connect with and knew how to, and then she blew it all up. But I, I, I still think Stasi's going to have a career. She I, will I, come. Yeah. She will have a, I, I think if, I mean, she gets better PR people in place that don't put the same statement out that she's doing as Kristen Doty. That was the first mistake. Well, the first mistake was what she did, but just, I think <laughs> <laughs> the first mistake yeah. started there. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify, but I do think like Jax thought he was the show. And I think Stasi knew there was, it was always going to go past the show. Eventually the show would burn out. And now it's this scrambling of like, well, wait, people don't care. Like people don't, well, it doesn't like, they're still getting ads and stuff. They have 300,000, you know, followers who's still following. I don't know. Like, are the, is that an account? I mean, I might still follow Brittany. I'm blocked by Jax, but you would I, really, I do want to know how many people like the number Jax is blocked. interact and like who's interacting with their stuff. Is it like on the feed and Britney's the last story. So if you're on a really slow day, you get to her. <laughs> like, I just, who's checking in like all the time? Like, oh, I wonder babe, how pregnancies go. Br- Britney yeah. posted again. Britney, come here. Come here. Britney posted yeah. again. That's um, what I need. Well, that's the kind of sadness that we're watching. The further you get along, like the further Vanderpump Rules is in quote unquote hiatus, the mm-hmm. more it does become sad when you hit their stories. The more when you like, you know, it's like you can tell Jackson Valley Village, like everything's perfect. He has all the, you know, his wife's uh, pancake candles they get from Bed Bath & Beyond. Everything's placed in a certain way. He's drawing man cave ideas. And it's like, you know, that it is slowly seeping into his reality that this was such a lucky break for all of those guys. And yeah. um, I just don't think, um, I don't think he can come back in particular, but he acts like he's self-producing. He'll say like, uh, you know what? Towards the end, I just couldn't do it anymore. They were trying to force storylines. One season I was gay. One season I was, and I was just growing up. I'm a dad. He goes, I'm a dad now. And he goes, you're not a dad yet. You do. You're, you're <laughs> really frustrating. No, he is. He is the worst, and we knew that, but there was entertainment value with him in the show in that setting, and whether production got a hold of him, like he says, or he j- the show fizzled with his role. I always said they needed to, like, Tom and Tom need to open another restaurant, like, get fresh meat in there. Not anybody, or, like, you know, do a restaurant impossible or whatever when they're behind the scenes and they're, like, examining the restaurant, like, live. Find the people like secretly that don't know they're being filmed because you can't keep bringing people in in that environment. And people who are applying to Sir are thinking they're going to get on the show. Like that's the goal when you apply there. It's not yeah. for great tips. Like it's, and <laughs> no. they might make okay money, but like. <laughs> but also, people don't realize Sir, the only reason Sir is still around is because of the show. The place is a shithole. No offense to all the people that I know work there, but like Tom Tom actually is a really nice whole like vibe thing. Yeah. Sir, Sir is like, you can just like, 
it's like cracked leather. See, it's it just like a weird thing that shouldn't still be around. It's like if Planet Hollywood was still around today, but they still, you know, and it's like the merch isn't even, it is just so bizarre, but I'm glad that it exists in a way, but it's just kind of like a, uh, what is like the Hall of Presidents at Disney where it's like animatronic. It just feels very weird, you know? I, this is all so meta because you're wearing your sir hat. Oh, sorry. I'm over it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I literally was like, I just noticed. And you're like, you know what? But I'm glad it existed. And I'm like, I bet you are. The merch itself has <laughs> taken you far. No, well, I mean, I, I, how many $50 sir candles do you want that like crack and chip? I've got like a couple and it's just not worth it. it it's nothing. It's nothing to Buca de Beppo. Like the Capri Room at Buca. That's See, where it's at now. Buca de Beppo has not done anything to us. It is still innocent in all of our eyes. It, you, you know, we Lisa Rinna was in there having a little bit of a tip. But other than that, that thing is untapped. And nobody has gotten its hands on it because of quarantine. Nobody's had to have a meal in there. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's there for the taking right now. You know, they just need to put a rope and just block it off. And you just like pass by. Pla- it's like, plexiglass. that's where they showed Brandy's tech. Brandy showed the Denise. Tech. Brandy, Brandy said <laughs> she went down on Denise. Yeah. And a lot of people, what, yeah. you know, we, I, I should pitch like an oceans 11 style kind of reboot where it's just uh, people like us trying to break into the Buca de Beppo room. <laughs> and, and but you know it's really slow because the whole time we're trying to document it like get a picture over here yeah 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 um okay so <laughs> Vanderpump rules it's I don't know I just need Jax you know what I would almost forgive Jax if he said hey I don't like I I'm obviously had some real issues I'm about I'm really scared I'm not gonna work again I don't know like I I I probably just need to take that job in Tampa after all you know like if he just was honest with us you know I I don't want to speak ill of an of unborn dead, child. Of the dead careers? Oh, sorry. Of the dead careers of an unborn child. But I do feel that they are waiting, not that they won't love their baby and everything, but like you're waiting for this baby for the surgeons of Pampers ads and like the new, because like, I, I don't know, like influencers today, like you have these phases and like, you know, wedding stuff. God, I'd love to get sponsored by some wedding brands, you know, and then having kids. Sure. If Pampers wanted to send me something, I have followers. Like if Pampers wants to send me something, I will have a kid. Yeah, like yeah. reach out to me and I will consider having a kid. That's what I mean. I do think there's something about like the monetary, not that like, I think they've all saved better than I assume to be fair. I don't think anyone is in a bad place. I mean, they all bought houses. I would think Jackson, Brittany, but honestly, a lot of them are duos. So they all got paychecks together. Like Stassi's the only one who was earning money really on her own until Bo joined the cast, but he had a job. So I do think, you know, I just think the next phase of like, if it can't get a show, how are we making money? Well, it's Instagram ads. And like, it's going to be the kids. <laughs> Will we get uh, how early into this do you think day one or day two that we get a bare chested Jax with the baby on his his bare chest? Day one. Yeah, like I have a sense he might even take the baby from yeah. <laughs> it's just him and the baby. Like I have <laughs> and like, then I bet the caption is it's just us now, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I did this. I did this. <laughs> or no, you know what? I hate to say it, it'll be like Dad, look at us, you know. Oh, 
No, but you know, I'm saying that's what he does. He, every time he wants sympathy, he pulls that card like his dad has an Instagram account in heaven. I God, I do think about that with Instagram. I I do feel for I he's a shit person, but there is a lot of feelings. shit. Yes. And so I and I've thought about this a lot, especially, you know, with our own accounts and them growing and I don't get any shit. But like these people, like people watch these shows and we watched it to enjoy it. And sure, we're shitting on it right now. We're laughing at him. But like, that's it. Like there are people sitting in his DMs and sitting in her DMs and just taunting them and saying terrible stuff. And he's blocking them. She's having to deal with it. Like, I just think some people take it too far. And for someone like Jax, understandably, but also it's Jax, like he's constantly triggered and he's constantly battling back. And like, I'm always up against the fence and everyone's after me. And it's like, I don't, I'm saying right now, like, I don't care, Jax. Like, I don't need to know, but I bet he still is constantly attacked. So he's presenting this. And I'm like, you're not even on the show. Who's, it, well, who's coming for he you? He always preaches ignore the trolls and then never ignores the trolls. So he's it's like the troll. <laughs> he's the head troll. He's the king troll. Like, um, I, I totally agree with that. And by the way, I do want to point out to everybody, I Jax a thousand percent is living 10 times a better life than I am. Like, it, oh. it, essentially, he had, I mean, this is not a contest between me and Jax, even though there is one in my head. He has won. He has fully won. Like, no matter what happens at this point, he is still one so like whatever i say it is just a bitter bitter man you know i would even call myself a boy it's a bitter boy um uh, okay i hate to break um such a fun talk like jacks the last time we talked was in early january the day the news broke that kim might was going to potentially file for divorce from kanye which was fascinating that they gave us like a heads up like they gave us a month and a half we found out that laura wasser an attorney was kept on retainer for close to a year which is insane that was the day we talked and that news had just broke today is so eerie uh lucy do you notice that like do you hear that it's like silence no real big pop culture stories broke today nope tiger woods that's it yeah but tiger woods rolled he's gonna be okay right but I will say the news even took it as like the biggest pop culture story. Like oh, every CNN, MSNBC, like I they thought, were breaking in. I thought he was, I was very like, just my, I mean, my mom called me. She's like, I'm like, why are you calling me about Tiger Woods? Do you like, like this is not your idol so or anything. Like, I got the TMZ alert, the Daily Mail alert, the people alert. Yeah. No, it was pretty, it has been quiet. Yeah, I, I, but see, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I, I'm almost, I'm not trying to will it, but I do kind of like, is something going to happen this hour while we're speaking? So I have my oh. phone next to me in case there's an alert. But I wanted to talk about the Kim thing with you because you really are a student of the Kardashians, and and uh, I did talk to a couple people that it, it kind of made me because when this happened, I was like, okay, well, finally that shoe is dropped. We're going to start mm-hmm. moving on. And I talked to somebody that was actually very quite sad about it, you know, was very sad about their relationship. They really loved each other. And it made me kind of soften. I wasn't like, screw them. But was I it Danielle? Did. Was it, it hollow back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she, every day I feel like she's got another like sob like no yeah even she she was posting all the you know this is sad they loved each other you know it's like and it did make me think okay like you're right that is and i was very sad for the the kids of course yeah but more fascinating to me and i i don't know if you could speak about this was the structure of this of the 
letting us know early January, and then the planting of certain stories. Like last week, we had the um, you know the photograph of her son's ring without a wedding ring, mm-hmm. and then we got this news <clears throat> finally dropped. Um, I feel like this is very carefully orchestrated. Well, there's been some, and I'm pretty sure I saw it on Not Skinny, Not Fat, and I cannot remember the person who did this on TikTok. I'll find it and share it, but it's so someone had gone through a lawyer or something and analyzed the situation. She said it back in January. She said, I'm going to tell you now because in California laws, it dropped then. And she said they're hinting at it then to imply separation because you need a date of separation in California to then do a date of divorce. So then you don't incur each other's uh, debts or their Things salaries or whatever. Yeah. She launched... 20 some products since like January 4th. Like it's nonstop with her all the time. Skims, it's another drop. It's another drop. It's another perfume. It's another makeup. Like, so Kanye gets none of that because that was all, is that what that's for? And also is Kanye about to have some big, like, I mean, I don't think his shoes are doing great and Kim definitely doesn't need to promote him anymore. So I, there has to be something financially it seemed based on this lawyer just like how she said the timing of it and california law like yeah well i mean that was also if you if you guys remember this is probably too old for you you guys but like when nicole kidman and tom cruise split up it was right before the 10-year mark which makes (gasps) everything you know which makes everything like split and it was right it was like oddly like a month before that 10-year mark i forgot Um, that yeah but well also, have you? I mean, it's just fascinating. Have you noticed like Kim's already like you doing pops of color in her stories and stuff? Her stories are completely different. Like everything about her is, um, I, I don't know. She's making jokes when she did the driver's license song the other day, and she's like listening to that. She's teasing Chris Jenner, the kids. It feels flirty, looser, not as <laughs> contrived. Like, I don't know. Are we going to see Kim in, in some wet seal outfits? What are we, what's going to happen with her fashion? You know, I don't know. I meant to make this connection earlier, but I am waiting for the announcement of Kim as the bachelorette, like bring it on. I mean, Can you that, imagine? <laughs> could you imagine hometowns on that? Could you imagine Chris? Jeff? Oh, could, you shit, imagine, no. could you imagine like food God? Like she's been my friend forever. And I'm going to tell you how she is. We're going to eat melted cheese together hometowns make it happen wow i think somewhere i heard there is some and i don't know if it's peacock or hbo max and again i feel like i always come on your show and i have some hearsay that i don't remember where i, I love hearsay like by <laughs> the way this podcast should be called allegedly because nothing you hear here is like true you guys it should be called allegedly it just covers it all just in case yeah allegedly yes but uh, I think there is a celebrity dating show coming out. Like they're doing celebrities, like matching them with real people. Like, and I can't remember who like is hosting it, but oh like to find the people that like don't care, but I guess they'd care about celebrity. Maybe you're hiring all these people and being like, you're trying out for blah, blah, blah. Or like, this is the Raya dating app for TV. Like, I don't know, but I just picture like Kim is single now. Like, is Chris going to be like, all right, this is the career move we've got to make. We got to like, I'm dropping hints that I'm single now is her me. After, but after watching like Kim and Kanye interact and stuff like that, like, I think I would really freak out if I saw Kim on, I'm trying to even think who I would even 
I'm trying to even think of the options for Kim at this point, you know, and like, and you know what, uh, did you ever watch Real Housewives of Miami? You did, right? Yes. So I just started my Real Housewives of Miami journey today because I'm talking about it on my Patreon. And it was fascinating to watch Larza in there because I, I'm like, whole I didn't, you guys, I knew she was in it, but I didn't realize she was like one of the leads. And then I was like, that's Larza. And I was like, I call her Larva, but she's, it, the 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 amount she's changed and she's like been married to Scotty Pippen at this point for like 10 years on the show yeah. and now I'm thinking of the Larva, Larza I know of like future all these the basketball player that just cheated on his girlfriend and I'm like what happened to Larza over well now did you hear Larza's uh talking to the Kardashians again she was with Scott Disick the other day Scott Disick and she in um whoever I can't remember who they're saying for the Miami reboot is happening. Maybe Lisa Hotchkins, somebody, I, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Joanna Krupa, I'm not going to say that yeah, her something I, I smells. I do know, because, I do know that that was Brandy Glanville, right? That yeah, I don't want to get with, sued, yes. but yeah, allegedly, um, she's not coming back. And uh, who is it that I love? The she feels like the grand dame, dom of Miami. Oh, Kim. Um, um, uh, oh, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, Leah Black, Leah Black. Leah Black, not coming back. So, but I think it's Lisa Hotch. I can't say her last name, but sh- um, whoever it was was hanging out. Larsa was in her videos this weekend. Like they were together in Miami. So, and there's a page six article that says everyone and their mother trying to get cast on Miami. Well, but re- yeah, but also you guys, you can never trust those statements that get put out there of like Larza's rejoining the cast because I do want to point out Caitlin did that with like, yeah, baby, we're oh. going to Beverly Hills. I'm I'm real housewives, baby. Woo! Like, like they put out TMZ alerts saying she had joined the cast and it was completely made up. So yeah. Larza is definitely wanting to be on the cast, yes. but I think it is yet to be an official. And I got to say, it kind of now I'm kind of like after watching the first season, I kind of would love to know what's going on with. I hate to say I don't want to. I know in that box, but I am a little curious. That's like me and the Vanderpump baby. See you. Ha- it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, because remember when she showed up on Selling Sunset, and I was like, "This is so desperate. This is so yes, desperate." But I think, look, you need a little desperate for a housewife, and I think she is primed and ready to think that she's coming back into the reality TV spotlight and she's the lead. And I think she does have enough of the connections in Miami. It could work, but I think she is so thirsty. She's out there with Scott and the, his adopted child right now, the foster kid, like he's uh, like, she's, she's begging for it in my eyes. What color hair does Scott have to get for us to actually come and help him? I feel like he's crying <laughs> out at this point and it just is getting bizarre and more, more intense colors on his hair. He's dying. And, and he's look, I mean, to me, I'm reading into this, of course, he's looking rough. And I, I hate to say that this is like, you know, Travis and Courtney related, but is there a part of you that feels like he is crying out for help and this isn't going down a good road? I need the Kardashian final season to come back quickly because is it I in need, three weeks isn't it in three yes weeks? and i need it because i don't like this scott and i've always been a scott apologist and yeah. i'll admit that Me too. and i like scott this scott is i'm not a. I mean i'm not alarmed i just think we're going through like a really big midlife crisis and if i was lisa the renna i would go get her daughter 
Like I would be like, yeah, this okay. is Lisa Renna going to get her daughter, Amelia. And then she just dances in front of it, like right. trying to find a I camera. Just, I just don't think that like Amelia, like it, he's really aging himself down to fit. It's not like she's having to, you know, be like out at dinners and formal events and like, which is fine for her. But like, I'd be concerned that this almost 40 year old man is, it, well, the Sophia thing was it, when, when he was with Sophia Richie. I mean, I, I got to say, like, I kind of I didn't buy into it, but I was like, yeah, OK, you know what? Probably a special relationship, obviously. Looks like she's hanging in there. And then that relationship broke up. And for him to go, I'm like, oh, this is just the age he dates. You know, like I thought it was Sophia was a special thing, like where they just really got along. And now I'm like, oh, he's exclusively date. And and no offense, but Amelia Bedelia is like a, a B-rate Sophia Richie. Like, I mean, like I, I, I personally am not an Amelia Bedelia fan, you know? I just, I mean, she's starting to kind of look like Chloe. There's been some photos recently where I don't, one, she is like 19. So I know that we're like going through like she's a model like she's stunning I get it I just don't get this this feels Sophia Richie like you said I feel like okay in the Calabasas Hills kind of the same way Courtney and Travis have been hanging out like he crossed Sophia Richie's path at one of Kylie Jenner's slumber parties one time and like then she grew up and, <laughs> who's, who's your friend Kylie yeah like he waited a few years and then he's like okay <laughs> but like I just it the Amelia storyline feel not storyline. Sorry, but it kind of feels I mean, like kind that. of. I mean, there's I, something. I I feel weird for her. I'm like she could get someone else. Like she she's cute. Like you could go. Like oh, I I like Scott. There's not a problem but, with her getting guys, but there is. I mean, this Scott is a high profile guy in terms of yeah. those men. Well, now with this pink hair. Well, also the the thing you guys have to, you know, is that they also consider themselves all master media manipulators. So it is interesting that I do think they, I don't know what image they're trying to present, but I don't think it's necessarily going the way that they might've wanted it to. But the, the Kardashians coming back in three weeks brings that to the other point of like, what amazing, that's amazing media manipulation. Mm-hmm. Announce the divorce. And then say the show's coming back in a month. And even in that said, said they will be talking about the Kim and Kanye uh, relationship on the final season. Like what a tease for a, for a final season. I mean, they didn't really have anything else. And I still watch every time they don't like I buy in every time I said that trailer when it dropped and they said, Courtney and Scott laid on the sofa together at opposite ends of a 20 foot sectional. I was like, invested <laughs> click like yes it's gonna happen and then a day later you know i knew he was with amelia i knew she was maybe talking to travis like there were rumors and i was still like yeah i'm gonna buy into it i, I i'm happy with the courtney and travis relationship but they're also like really shoving it down our throats for her being the most private sister she seems very like Here's us holding hands. Here's the same fireplace. Here's the same pool. I'm, I'm like, sorry, that whole thing just bores me. I'm happy if they're happy, but I no, not skinny, not fat. She is so in love with them as a couple. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I mean, like, I just feel like they're a slow news couple. Like if they're happy, I'm happy. I, I mean, or whatever. I mean, yeah. but I, I, I don't, I, Travis Barker's amazing drummer. Seems like a good dude. Courtney, you know, is fine. Like everything's, but it's like, I don't, there's no, 
magic in it for me, which I'm not in the relationship, but for like, when I open up not skating, not fat, she's like, I am dying. Oh my God. There's just the same fireplace. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like with the Kardashian stuff, even with the divorce this week, like, because we already knew two months ago, I was kind of like, Oh, are we supposed to be like, I thought we knew this was happening. Yeah. And then with the relationship, this, like the Courtney and Travis thing was already kind of leaking out. We kind of knew. And then there's the confirmation. And I kind of was like, am I supposed to feel different than I do? Because everyone well, else is losing their shit. See, that's I what like, I saw Hollaback Card stories. I was, was like, so upset. I was like, I was like, I'm such a jerk. I am not feeling this way. And then I started, I was like, okay, yeah. Because I, I was, I was, uh, guys, you know, I've been in a pop culture since I was a kid. I followed, I've, I've been to everyone in Kanye's tours. I've been to, like, I, I remember all of that crap. I remember the wall of roses that they took their wedding photos in front of that Kanye picked out. He planned the entire wedding. They flew to Paris, but it was yes. really in Italy. And then yeah. everybody, yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, God, think about um, uh, Rob when he flew back because he <gasps> yeah, didn't like didn't himself go. in the, mm-hmm. oh, that's brutal. And but we I, never really saw Rob again after that. But except for this season, he's in the trailer the same amount of times as Addison Ray, which I think is criminal. You bring Rob back in the trailer. To, he is in there once. And so is Addison Ray. That is the bar we've set for Rob. I feel, I, I well, don't know. But see, this goes to show, I, this goes like how differently we treat men and women. The Kardashian women, like I've always said, their biggest mistake is their men in their life. But like Rob gets championed for like putting his name on some socks. Like these girls have to <laughs> do 40 product lines per uh, sibling. And still they don't get the love that Rob gets from Kris Jenner. Like Rob is a golden boy, regardless of what he does. Like if you were that rich, I've told my friends, if I was that rich, I would literally pay trainers to move even oh did i lose you no yeah for a second did i lose you yeah i can hear you now cool sorry i was just saying rob i would i would pay people i would pay people to move my body if i was rob and he can't even do that you know i hate that for rob because i also like with the camera like i'm looking at the camera of me right now and i'm like oh my god i should have put on oh, makeup like dude, I I'm like, I've got white in my beard i gained 20 pounds i'm like i'm disgusting like but i what- couldn't imagine because he didn't sign up for, like he did and like okay and then it blew up and then they made it even more than it was and they've made this i mean 14 seasons this is insane and he's like okay wait i don't want to and his storyline and that's why i mean chloe changed her whole face and body to not be the storyline Chloe was like Kylie. I, I feel like they were, they were put into buckets and Rob wasn't allowed to escape the bucket. That's like, Oh, Rob. Oh, poor Rob. And it's like, he, he, he got Chris's house. Like he and dream are doing fine. Like they Remember are when happy. Chris Jenner would like uh black China made fun. Cause Chris Jenner was like stalking food over at Rob's house for him. Yes. Remember, like, I mean, with the diet foods and black China made fun of him. I was like, damn, that's dark. I mean, think of the, the Black Vagina days were glorious days when he yeah, posted like her vagina on Twitter. <laughs> I remember, you guys, that was the 5th of July when that happened. I remember specifically, it was the day after and I was driving to work. And then all of a sudden, I almost crashed on the 101 because Rob had posted Black China's vagina. And I sent it to my girl, like my friend that's a girl. And yeah. she goes, yo, you're not allowed to send me stuff like this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just thought it was like crazy, you know? I screamed audibly at work and like, 
everyone, like I worked at people, but I was like a assistant, like for print. So we just love to talk pop culture anyway. So everyone knew it was like a, ah, oh, something's happening scream. And then I was like, I can't show you this. You're my boss. Like, I can't, I just was like, you're going to have to go at your own risk. And, but it was, it was, I mean, Amanda Bynes talking about Drake, like, level on twitter oh, i remember the night because- i remember the night amanda Bynes tweeted i want drake to murder my thing you know like yeah. i would i would i i mean i've always been <laughs> i've been the same place for all of these things on my couch like but i've been a part of all of this you know yeah no um chloe kardashian should have done a season of, like of revenge body with rob just a whole season I one person was, I, for the whole season i bet they storyboarded that like, I think they probably worked through that. Rob just was like, no, not showing up. You made a great point earlier in that um, even Amelia is starting to look like the Kardashians. You know, I do. Um, somebody actually, I, somebody sent me this or something. They had touched up famous uh, photos of like Marilyn Monroe. Um, I think it was uh, Be- a bunch of old, older, mm-hmm. famous, beautiful actresses. And they had kind of glammed them up how they would look today. And it kind of showed you how, what a certain style of face that we have personified as beauty now. And that has really been kind of driven by the Kardashians to the point where I was wondering, do you ever think like, I mean, I said this earlier this week, like, do they have team meetings with their surgeons and going, Hey, we're all trying to get this one bump in our nose. So we look very similar. Like, is it, it it has to be that planned out because we are starting to see really similar looks out there. I mean, I would think that first of all, surgeons are like artists I would guess like it's you're known for the same nose like I have a friend I know who had a nose job and my other friend like they had like deviative septums like broken noses like they're like I'm always going to get it done they got it done then my other friends were asking me like I want to go because I see your nose so it is like a recommendation like it's a referral billboard for anyone but within your own family like it's definitely I don't know. It's it's also the lips like Kylie's face is tight. Like it's not moving. Yeah. Chloe's is I don't know where her nose went. And I don't like want to comment on looks in the sense that like do what you want to do. No, no, no. Like, I, no all... Happy is what yeah, but it is I don't know. I don't feel the perception that I'm gonna ever look like that, so I don't worry about it. But I'm sure younger, like I don't know, but I also was watching movies with Marilyn Monroe and I grew up that way, like with those actresses more. My mom loved them. So, but I don't know. Well, I just, I'm I mean, sure I it influences. The Kardashians, because we have a record, we have a visual yeah. record of how they have looked to how they are now. And that's, I think, why it is such a interesting topic and not in like that they look ugly or pretty or whatever, but the amount that they have changed. And I will say to credit, they have there hasn't been any real, I mean, Chloe's nose maybe, but no real botched surgeries where it's like, I'm trying to understand where if you, you know, they have the best people doing this. How do things like um, Demi Moore's catwalk uh, cheekbones happen? <gasps> like, how does that like, cause Demi Moore, beautiful woman. Is that real woman, though? But like, but how does like, that's what I don't understand is that like, if, 
is that like just a is that a bad reaction that skin has like shouldn't this be cut and dry where a, a good plastic surgeon would not have that happen or remember you know we're romantic comedies you love meg ryan meg ryan had a couple <clears throat> of years where she looked unrecognizable and i just sometimes want like and meg ryan was that personification of beauty in this like really cute quirky way yeah. and just they went with her personality and then right around like proof of life with Russell Crowe, she did something with her face and it just kind of, it, you know, Renee Zellweger had a moment like this as well. And then I can't tell later, if it gets fixed or it like just settles down. Like, yeah. like, I don't well, know. Vicky Gunvalson had uh, something <gasps> like this happen in one of the seasons of OC. Um, and by the way, I like, like you said, I'm not commenting on looks, but it is something that you have to, if you're into pop culture, recognize that this is out there. I'm just wondering how that happens. But then the Kardashians, have the best people and they usually never screw up. Well, it's documented. You're right. It's so documented now. Like even if people had gotten a nose job or something, you weren't out paparazzi shots or you on Instagram or, and your own editing and the filters they're using is throwing it off too. I mean, everyone's posting about the Chloe stretch app this week and it's like, what the like? What what are you trying to put out there? I think like, she's, what do you I, want me to take from that? I think Erica Jane is doing the same thing. Where it it's I think they're trying to now say that this is like a form of performance art. I'm that, just was gonna say you're gonna you say know, it's art. Well, that but but I mean yeah because it is so ridiculous at this point that I know they know we know it's not real. So their thing is well, I like to see myself like that, and I'm like a human piece of art. And I think maybe that is something, and especially with like Erica Jane posting Savage Fenty all the time. Um, I don't know. I think that's like a. Uh, I don't think that's what they mean to do, but I think it's a reliable thing for them to excuse it on. I think it has to be a level of body dysmorphia too, like just how you, I don't know, because I used to use that Snapchat filter that had the really, really wide mouth. And it was like definitely a joke. But I said before, like, I feel really pretty in this animated cartoon filter. And I said it to my friend once and she was like, no, I've also had that filter on before and thought like, "Ah, how cute. Like, I look cute and I would use it. (laughs) People are like, this is so weird. Like, stop using this. But I was like, well, I look rough right now, so I'd rather look cute. <laughs> yeah, like I put on one of those and I was like, and it was one of those things I was just like, damn, like I I really look great. And I almost like held it up to the ceiling like so God could see. Like, look, <laughs> we were so close. We were so close to me looking perfect, you know? Um, and that's why I was like, I always joke about that. Like if God exists, like, is he frustrated? Is, is he like, thanks for pitching in. You, you guys yeah. look great. I, you know, like wh- it, it is all bizarre, but you know, everybody's beautiful. Um, you get up to heaven's gates and he's like, all right, like, come on. Oh, he's you like, look, he's like, how old oh, are I'm, you? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't recognize you. This isn't the Chloe I made. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. No, 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 no. Um, uh, you wait in purgatory until that wears off. Um, Romantic comedies. So your podcast, Vino Nothing, which you had had uh, a while back, and then you brought it back um, in the last couple of months, and you were focusing on on romantic comedies, right? Yes. So I had done it before. I've said this every time I'm on someone else's podcast. It's it's so impressive, and I feel like there's so many out there now, but it's so impressive, like being on yours and the work that goes into it. My friend Kate Kennedy. There's the the work they're putting in, and it's. So much you're doing. Kate Kennedy, you'll never listen to this, but I've tried. I, I, I I DM her all the time. Like she did. It's it's like, she's, she's so impressive. Kate Kennedy be there. She's everything. Like she's like, Like, she, I know I'm not a woman, but like she inspires me as a young woman. Like I, I'm not a young woman, but I'm like, she inspired. Like she's so 
just like the way she lives her life is so cool. Yeah, she's and she's even cooler in person. And I try not to girl crush on her, but I, like I want to text her all my like problems, like career advice, anything. Like we talk about, I, we literally have to block off like three hours to discuss all my issues. And then at the end, I'm like, <laughs> so did you have anything? Like, how are you? Like, I always forget. I'm like, I'm such a terrible friend, but I'm using you. But I think these, like, but people are doing it so well. And I couldn't keep up with, you know, recapping shows. I couldn't keep up with any. So I was like, uh, I don't care enough. Like I'm doing it on my stories anyway. Long story short, I just was like, you know, I like to talk about rom-coms. And even if no one listens, that is all I want to talk about 90% of the time on my own Instagram account. Like I'll find a way yeah. to get back to Meg Ryan. So I've been trying to time it up. I We did a few episodes and then uh, stopped for a little bit. And I'm trying to time it up with like anniversary dates but it's, there's so many like in certain months, which makes sense. Those Wait, are like, like anniversary the dates of the movies or anniversary yes. dates in your life. Okay. No, no, not anniversary. Like, like anniversary. My, like, this is yeah. when we got engaged. Yeah, so so I, in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would kill me if that's the movie I picked for our Wait, does he not like, does he not like Sleepless? Do you not like Sleepless in Seattle? He likes Sleepless in Seattle fine. He calls uh, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle 2, just yeah. to torture me no well tom no, and meg yeah. it's like it's tom and meg in fact no. i really hope they do a uh a, a, a three-peat of that they, they, uh, they have back to now, they have to yeah i would but, think so oh no those are my favorite meg is my Nora efron like say no more but uh no just trying to figure out like i don't know because I, I whatever happened i was googling something and i've been doing it i mean as we're all sitting here and watching these movies and especially when they come on <laughs> randomly on e or something you're like, I haven't seen this in a while. I'll watch. And then I start Googling, where is this person now? Where, what are they doing now? The weirdest stuff is out there that I like didn't know or weird casting calls that you never knew who was going to actually be in that role. So that's kind of why I did it. Cause I was like, there is so much out on the Wikipedia's. Is there a couple like random things that you can tell us that like, Oh my God, this person almost got this role. Uh, I was, researching pretty woman and who almost got pretty woman. well pretty woman was originally called a, a 3000 and yeah, it was yeah. like just about the amount of money that she made and it was a lot darker and then disney actually took the script so it's a disney movie and it's the only r-rated or not the only r-rated but it's the highest grossing r-rated movie they have and they did not want julia roberts she wasn't really well known then she had just done mystic pizza maybe and steel magnolias wasn't out yet but she had filmed it and richard Gere didn't want to do the role and he was like i'm not they wanted meg ryan they wanted uh molly ringwald like there were so many different people and she fought for it got the role um and it was a whole different script like way darker and then they made it a love story because of casting her and made and, it more and, like. And I think Gary Marshall too, the director yes. is like such a, he had such a lighthearted vibe, like all of his films, like kind of, yeah. you know, but it is guys, it is about a prostitute. And yet we still remember that uh, is a Cinderella story. And, 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 you know, it's funny because they, they, it comes down to the plot that she's never actually slept with somebody yet. You know, like she, that like, isn't he like, isn't him, isn't Richard Gere, her first client. And then we find no, out. No, he's later in the that's movie. the first one he kiss. She kisses, but like oh, I yeah. think never he's on the lips. She, never on the lips. Never yeah. on the lips. No, she cried the whole time her first time. Oh, like yes. yeah, she. But like it, it's it. 
I don't know. I watched that movie like probably when I was way too young. And then I do remember like vividly my mom not letting me watch it anymore because I would get it. Like she fast forwarded through certain parts and whatever. And I was like, oh, what a cute movie. And then I wasn't allowed to watch it because like she, it was too she's like, say what? She's like, you're going to catch on. And so and then, then you're like, mom, years. big mistake. Big, yeah. huge. Um, yes. But it was, it, it's, it's dark. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, it's a love story. Ugh, I like remember it. watching one of my friends in like one of my girlfriends in junior high watch that movie. And when the at the end, like when the must have been love, but it's all her, like just bawling. Like, I mean, like I had never seen a 13 year old girl like cry like that. I mean, just bawling. And I, I mean, it was a sad moment, but she was I remember I'd never seen a girl cry that hard before. And I was like, whoa, that's magic. It, it, it's a magical movie and it's movie. no yeah but it, it is but then I was also thinking and it was also Danielle from Hollow Back Cards that like helped inspire me to do this podcast because we were talking about like Uptown Girls and we randomly started texting about it and she was like I said they're not together anymore in real life right like this couple didn't make it and we went through this whole analysis of like no they definitely didn't end up together and same with Richard Edward and Vivian from Pretty Woman I don't think they're still together like, I think Vivian, like, you know, I think she dipped out. She was like, all right, after a few months, he's a shitty guy. He's a weirdo. Like, and she was like, I've had a great, you know what? I, I really did love you, but it's not, this isn't going to work out. And I can go be a different person now. Like, Well, well isn't it Richard Gere and Julia Roberts then reteamed for Runaway Bride later which is on also in their careers? Gary, Gary Marshall, Marshall again. Um, but the, I don't think they had, I think Pretty Woman is a kind of like, in like just kind of frozen in amber whereas meg ryan and tom hanks are amazing like i could see them again as a couple like i'm just saying runaway bride didn't have the same impact where i think you've got mail continues to grow and grow and grow and i mean i think i I think they are nobody's asking this but i just think they are the uh they're the top romantic couple compared to richard and julia i agree i did love runaway bride i mean you're gonna like there's very, there's not very few I don't like. There's a, like never been kissed, like infuriates oh, me. Wait, you don't like never been kissed? I do not. That is such a creepy movie. That Are teacher you? thinks Jemima? she is. Oh, come okay. on. It has, wait, 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 it has one of the best movie soundtracks of any movie soundtrack. Oh. I used to listen to that soundtrack, never been kissed. You're right. Okay. Now that I'm thinking. We have talked about movie soundtracks though before. Last yes. time I was on or the time before we got caught up in the movie soundtrack. But I, I really, I don't think they do movie soundtracks anymore. Like, like they like, used to. It was so good. Like, well, I mean, Sleepless in Seattle, you've got mail. I mean, those were amazing soundtracks. There's a playlist on Spotify that's like Nora Nora Ephron and Friends. And it's like songs that are or would be in her movies because it's so, you know, La Vian Rose. It's Harry Connick Jr. It's so jazzy and lovely. The puppy song. Oh, my God. Harry Connick Jr. did the When Harry Met Sally soundtrack. Yes. And it's like it, it, it was Harry Connick's big break because Rob Reiner was like, who's this guy? And they put they made him. Oh, you know what? I'll put the music in so you guys hear. It's so, so good. And I agree that half of the time I love movies and like the music has to be right. And you can tell if and I think of scenes all the time in my head that I'm like, God, I would write that. But that would be the song or I'll hear a song. I'm like, that belongs perfectly in a movie with this moment and I think some movies are getting that back like I watched to all the boys like I love before all three of those and they, they have, have great soundtracks sound- yeah yeah. Say, yeah yeah 
they played a lot of homage to that from the books and stuff. So I think people still appreciate it, but it is, no, a soundtrack just isn't what it used to be from 90s. And there are some movies that I hadn't seen, like we're watching stuff. What did I watch the other day? I watched two of the, oh, I'd never seen Just Friends with uh oh, that's so goofy hysteria like that's so it Ryan was Reynolds, Anna Ferris. if you have a couple drinks and like I did around Christmas and I drunkenly ordered it yes. it was such a fun $2.99 rental you guys if you had your tipsy on the holidays it was everyone so fun. says it's their favorite like Christmas movie and I was like wow I hadn't I mean like have snow I, you know I mean right there the Santa blows <laughs> up like and then what's the Jennifer Love Hewitt one not uh I know what you late. did last summer no, a, a rom-com that the, they're in. Oh, the one like, with the, the mom, the Sigourney Weaver? No, they're graduating that night. At, like they graduated. Oh, never, oh, um, oh no, 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 With the, the kid from Empire Records. And like, yes. um, I know, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly Wait, yeah. Yes. I watched, that was the first time I'd seen it, which my uh, boyfriend, fiance, he's seven years older than me. So that was like Jennifer Love Hewitt was his, like that was him in high school. And I was just a little later and I didn't have older siblings. So I just never watched it. And when I admitted that, it's still like, I still am getting dragged by my followers. They were like, you cannot call yourself a rom-com connoisseur. It is you weird. That, that's that. weird. That's a, that has like a big gap, but we all have those big gaps, you know, yes. it's like we just miss something that's very important in the fabric of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no, the, the soundtracks are really important and I, I really need to champion anybody, any filmmakers out there to really make that happen because it's the only way that kids um, that sneak in to watch these movies or get to watch these movies with their parents oh. discover new music. You know, I remember You've Got Mail had a Stevie Wonder song and then I got really into Stevie Wonder after You've Got Mail. And like they really they really help point you in the way of music that you might never know because there's like 10 good songs from 10 different artists on sound or used to be on soundtracks, pretty mm-hmm. woman soundtrack. Great. King of wishful thinking, go West. You had all of these amazing things. And I, I really, I just, I get sad sometimes for kids that I like, don't even, I don't think they have that anymore. Well, there's just too much music. There's yeah. I mean, they stream music so differently, but, but I agree. I also just think it makes the movie like it can make or break it just guides you. It's, I don't know, it's like commercial, not commercial breaks, but it's these inner segments, like really, really small pieces that can influence the next scene so much or how your mood is going into the next thing. And if it's down or up, and usually you pick that up from the characters, but I think it just even makes it, I don't know. I, You've Got Mail is my is ultimate there, soundtrack. <laughs> but is there, a, is there a movie, a romantic comedy that you love that everybody hates? Is there anyone that's like, oh, this one personally means a lot to me and nobody else seems for me, it's meet Joe Black. Okay. I haven't seen that in so long, but it's on my list of ones to, we can cover that. You can come on oh, and you it's, can and talk it's, that. Well, it's, and it's three hours long. I went into the theater. I went out thinking like, this is going to be the best movie of the year. I'd seen like a, like a sneak preview of it before it got released and it got critically panned. Everybody hated it. And I, I thought it was the most romantic thing. It like was about death and life. And I was like, this is so beautiful. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I feel like there's a lot I, I'm comparing to what, like I've watched so many because we ran out of shows and then I have all these DVDs because I, DVD. yeah. I hoard DVDs. So I watched so many again that I hadn't seen in a few years and some that I watch like every few months, but I definitely like 
I don't know. I think some people like Wimbledon has terrible reviews, and I loved Wimbledon. Like I, he's he's already like just saw Wimbledon in the theater. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think that one is such an underrated movie. Uh, the Wedding Date, everybody loves it, but it has like very terrible reviews. Rotten Tomatoes is my favorite thing right now to read through as I'm going through these because some of the reviews that were written are so clever and so ridiculous that I've been reading them on my podcast because I think they're so funny how serious people take it, which I do too, obviously, if I'm talking about it. But like, really harsh reviews for most rom-coms like wedding planner has ridiculously terrible reviews but it's it's a classic well because people either go into romantic comedies wanting to be reminded of why love is amazing Mm -hmm. to have that feeling of something like very special and then half of them want to go in because they've been scorned and they screw romance and this sucks because that's not even how it is because she would leave two weeks after that. You know, like people either go in really wanting to believe or wanting to go in and already hate it because they hate love. You know, I I just feel like there's a very underappreciated balance of romantic comedies because you can go so cheesy or you can go like too. nobody wants too realistic like, cause you'll just go live that. You see that every day. So there's this fine balance of like, obviously like, I don't know when I analyze you've got mail. Sure. I think Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox have gone through extensive therapy. He closed her businesses. Like he ruined her life, but they're in well, love. Like and there's I no see more bookstores that. anymore. Like if, he, no. if you got it now, it's like, what if Joe works for Amazon now? And yeah, what like, does he I mean, do? Yeah, it's it's wild. I also love that too of like especially rom-coms because they really just didn't exist or they, they they trickled off so much that it is this like watching them it is really 2000s, 90s and there's definitely sprinkled throughout. There's 80s classics, but the 2000s and like late 90s ones are so just like a time capsule that like you can just point your kids to that like you've got mail like the AOL sound when that opens up, it, it, that makes me happy. I remember that, like listening to my mom's computer and thinking, yeah. like, "Oh, I can't call my friend. Like, that, like I can't break her connection." <laughs> That's, uh, um, do you think were you did, were you ever into The Office? Okay, so I have watched The Office. I do know, but it it's he's also going to start gesturing again because. It weirdly, and I know I'll get banned for this, gives me a, it makes me very anxious how terrible Michael Scott is. I can't watch several episodes in a row. So you probably hate movies like Meet the Parents or something where everything goes drastically wrong. You probably hate shit like that. I like Meet the Parents. I don't like, um, I have very, very bad secondhand embarrassment. Like I will leave the room. Well, that's all Michael Scott's character is, is secondhand embarrassment. So some of it I'm ha ha ha, but a few episodes in, I'm suddenly really worked up because I don't even care what's coming next. And I'll know what's coming. Like I'll have seen the episode and I still have to go, I got to leave. I got to go. Like it's, it gets Uh, me that bad. I'm real. Well, comedy used to like back in like the eighties and nineties comedy was on the punchline and shows Mm -hmm. like the office made it comedies were in the uncomfortable silences that yes. like Michael Scott, it would be the laugh would be in the uncomfortable silence instead of on what he said. Um, but uh, do you think like my always thought is like, did Ch- Jim and Pam make it? You know, because Jim and Pam is like a beloved couple. But at the same yes. time, if you look at the relationship and if you look at the job he got in the last seat, like it just it seems like they had a lot of things stacked up against them. 
I want to think they made it. I just found like them much more entertaining separately than like to get like I like his antics with Dwight like Dwight was the relationship I cared about for Jim like I yeah. loved Dwight <laughs> and Jim awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. so I like Pam is great I like you know I'm happy for them they made it work but like it was it, it wasn't the exciting relationship like it was more real awesome, I guess wait that's an awesome comment did you so wait I mean, because a lot of people think, well, yeah, relationships are usually only exciting to the people that are in the relationships. Are there any celebrity relationships where you're like, that is very exciting them together? Like I, that is, I ship that complaint. And by the way, I'm a grown man saying ship it. I'm ashamed of myself. But like, is there, is there something where you're like, that is an exciting relationship and, and, and together, but separately, you know, but together it's magical. I would say. Oh, Brad and Jen. No, together and separate, they're wonderful. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to. You, yeah, Brad and Jen is. Huge I was gonna actually say a more recent one that I don't know if I care about them as much separately, but I'm very curious in the Trevor Noah Minka Kelly relationship. There that's is a great something. One. It- it better it's this that's exactly it better than the sum of its parts yeah. like together trevor noah very funny mika kella very talented actor from friday night lights things like that but if you put them together it's like a voltron that all of a sudden becomes like this cool romance where it's like well i wonder what those conversations are like i yes. read an article where she got a key to his mansion you guys so like it's like really moving along quite nicely supposedly opposite of that is the aaron Rodgers shalane woodley like, it, how do you say it? Is it Shalane or Shalane? I, I've never bothered. Shalane, to I don't, I don't, I don't Shala, care. She Shala, doesn't, la, but she la, doesn't. La, la, la. Yeah, she doesn't. We'll call her Shane. I don't care. She doesn't own a TV, and she expects us all to care about her TV shows. But she is condescending to the television itself. <laughs> you have no, you have no, I, she, so you guys, she's big little lies and all that, but she's always been known for giving these bizarre, not bizarre interviews of just like, well, I don't watch TV and I'm not this way. And I only eat a certain kind of thing. And she, she is supposedly engaged to Aaron Rodgers, the football quarterback guy. And uh, you posted this in your stories, I think today, um, because she said something like uh, Jimmy Fallon that she, she like, she didn't even know what football was or something like something really she dumb. Can- I I assumed as much, and the timeline of them is so fascinating too, because he was with Danica Patrick. To July, they confirmed that Danica Patrick, the race car driver, they broke up. Okay, fine. Then there's like an interview in September where he said like he's made adjustments in his personal life and that's why his game's going so good. But like, (laughs) Shalane, (laughs) I don't know, like off the field stuff, which like his off the field stuff is because I I don't know, he doesn't speak to his family. And I still want to know why. Like, oh, yeah, because that's that actually ties into The Bachelor where we start. We've we've gone full full circle. Look at us. That's jazz, people. That's uh, that's jazz. (laughs) Um, But so he. Then, so she said in her interview today, she's like, yes, we are engaged. It's so funny because people are like freaking out about it. And this has been for a while. And I was like, okay, what does a while mean to you? Because then she says, yeah, we met in this crazy thing that we're all experiencing now. So you met in quarantine, which we are right at the year mark. And he was with Danica until July, but maybe they broke up sooner. So we'll give him May. So then they've been engaged a while. What December, November? What's your time frame there? 
I don't know. So then she said, though, that she met him when she first met him. She had her dog with her. So I don't know if she was in a dog park or what, because she was like, yeah, my dog really was like, if you screw this up, mom, then I won't have anyone cool to play fetch with. Like, she, that's the story she told with her dog's like thought process in there. And oh I was like, where's this going? Oh <laughs> but she said, I didn't know him as this footballer. I didn't know he, you know, I, I didn't know who he was. And I respect that. I think I think he would like that someone who's not like buying into it and like all these, you know, obsessed with that. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Then she says, you know, before he, Jimmy Fallon asked, have you been to a Green Bay game? Like, have you like, she's like, what's Green Bay? Right. No idea. She's like, I've been to Green Bay, but we met during this. So there's been a lot of like, you can't go to games. She's like, so I haven't seen him play yet. And I hadn't even watched a football game before we started dating. That cannot be true. There's, I just, I'm on the record. I don't like, I sue me. I don't care. That cannot be true. You're a liar. You did not miss. Did you not watch Beyonce's so halftime like, performance? Like, did you, how did you miss so like every? Of, well, then we would have to believe that she only likes him for his personality and looks and like his job does not play into it at all. She called it, she goes, I never thought, I never imagined that I'd marry a guy who like throws a ball. Like I didn't picture throwing a ball. I was like, yeah, well, I'm sure he didn't great. imagine that somebody yeah. has to memorize lines. I don't know. You yeah. were in, what was that story? The ABC uh, family show, American Pregnancy, oh, or, I don't know, yeah, American yeah, Secret yeah. Life of American Teenager. And then she got the descendants and that actually yeah. the George Clooney thing. But um, it is, she really does. There are certain actors that don't realize how pretentious they come off because yes. they don't live in the real world. So when they actually do have the opportunity to speak to a massive audience, they come off like complete aliens and they don't ever realize because they're like, Oh, I thought everybody just has a macrobiotic diet that, you know, doesn't drink anything but water. Um, but also those relationships scare me. Tom Brady and Giselle <laughs> is a, the same way is because it's like part of like relationship for me is like, Hey, I had a down to, you want to go get some ice cream? Let's just go get some ice cream, like at 10 o'clock at night. You know, like those are part, and, and with Tom and Giselle, you know, like when they, when they go crazy, it's like a piece of avocado toast, you know, it's like we cheated. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend says that on Tom Brady's worst day, he goes home to Giselle. Like that's like, that's his low point is like, he's still, you're still so married. That's, his, to that's his pizza. That's his pizza. And ice cream. Yeah. That's it's Giselle. Like she's, you're still doing better than a lot of us. Like not to say that he doesn't have other struggles, like, but you know, like, and I think she'll, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably just as much as an asshole. I've actually heard that before that Shalane, Shaley, whatever her name Shot, is. Yeah. Shay Shay like I think that they're both assholes and maybe that's why it's working and why it works so quickly yes like 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 I uh, I I see you fellow asshole like I see I was I respect your assholery that's very nice like that's how she flirted like she's like uh you throw a ball and he's like uh you're on tv (laughs) he saw her at a restaurant yelling at one of the wait staff and he's like i like i like that that's amazing that's really nice work a woman Um, who knows what she wants uh i know i don't want to keep you all night i could talk to you for hours but real quick i want to do a quick round roundup of bravo because i know you are watching some of the shows right now can can, some thoughts on summer house uh, so far three episodes I, I love Summer House and I think we all kind of expected it, but this is the show that quarantine like thrived with. When I saw those Amazon packages piling up, like I felt Beautiful. at home, yeah. it brought me right back and it it's working well. And I like the cast. I like uh, 
the sandwich guy. I'm curious. I mean, your analysis of like, what is the sandwich you want? Like we have not even gotten to details on what, what, what does the sandwich look like? Strav Strav really thinks it's about the sandwich when the sandwich represents something much deeper in her life. And he's like going like, just I'll make a sandwich. Then I'll wake up. But I do think Strav is very funny in the conversation they had this past week of like, he's like, well, uh, here, I hate coffee, but I guess you like it. So I'll, I'll watch you drink coffee in the morning. You like that? Like it was like so. I'm also. I feel uncomfortable knowing these people's love languages. You know, like I don't. Like I said, I don't. Oh even my know god, love language. You know, it's too much. And I definitely. I've taken the quiz. I always forget what my love language is. I've probably made my boyfriend take it several times. I always forget his. Like, but these people, television people, they must have to fill it out like every year on their application. Be like, and tell us your love language, just so we could like highlight that if it ever comes up. Like they must have because the Bachelor people. When that was a big deal, they brought it up all the time. Well, my love language is this. And, blah, blah. and it was like, all right. Like, there are other things besides these five love language. I what get the, that. What is the engram test or whatever? Is that? Oh, my God. Everyone too? always says that. Yeah. And I've I, been asked if I've taken my engram test so many times. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. And it's been years now and I've not taken I've it. I've taken it. And I don't know what I am. Like, I think that's when people also say I'm an empath. Is that a different thing? I, yeah, but isn't everyone's an like, empath right now? But I feel like everybody says they're an empath. Everybody's like, I feel very deeply, you know? Yeah, of course. I hope so. Sociopaths are the only I'm, ones who don't. I'm, like, yeah. like <laughs> if you said Army Hammer, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah we said it. Um, Wait, so well, explain to me though who's in the right and wrong. I've been polling all of my guests this week. Uh, Luke and Hannah, what is going on? Who is in the right? Who is in the wrong? I talked to Luke himself on the podcast last week. I was very against Luke um, coming in of the season but then i i don't know i don't know if i'm getting pulled a fast one over on luke because i was like i'm, I'm kind of i don't know what tell me what where i'm wrong what do, so i don't i don't want to tell anyone how to feel about this because i came out and i said is it weird that i i'm on i'm not on anyone's side i'd like this argument to end and i'd like to have a, a good season without this because hannah's driving me nuts and i i don't think luke is right but I do not think Hannah is right. And I do think she, it's, didn't she have a boyfriend at this point in the summer? That's what he said like, on the pug. He goes, he goes, yeah. when we went in, she had a boyfriend and they have conveniently left that part out of the show. Like, uh, but I'm like, Luke is kind of like a, like, like a little dummyish when he's like, I would have shouted that out right then and there. When oh, she's like, what? like you have a boyfriend, Hannah. Like maybe he did and they edited it out and he can't call that they edited it out. Like he can't say that because I, I thought, okay, maybe I remember this wrong. Like maybe it's, maybe it's a little into the season. I don't know. But I was like, I'm pretty sure she was at least talking to someone. I still get, I understand the whole like, okay, being in a mental relationship and someone else is not in the same page. Got it. But we saw him like, I don't know. And her friends siding with her now, like I'd slap her because you told her last season he was doing this a year ago. So if you wanted to chase him for a whole year, and have this emotional relationship in your head that he is saying that he has said, we saw on camera, he was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And she was dating someone. And then he's gone on. They, I, Not that sex means everything, but like they haven't had sex in the whole year that this has been going on. I prefer to say making love, Lucy. I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. They have not made <laughs> so, love yet. They yeah. have not made love. And I'm just like, I, at some point, you have to look at yourself. And I don't think Hannah is. And I think Hannah is very much like, 
you did this, Luke. Look what you've done to me. Well, to and what it's like, end? Like, what does she want to happen? Because, like, I keep saying, like, she even keeps it going on her Instagram the last couple of days saying, like, I've gotten out of a toxic situationship. Or, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she still has this boyfriend. What is he thinking about this whole thing? But then also when I knew Hannah, was like, I was like, we're on different planets here. Because when all those girls who were, by the way, like you said, way too encouraging of her, she goes... He can see I'm pulling away and it's driving him <gasps> nuts. And I'm like, he's not, he is 100% not doing that. Ah. You know, Luke might be an asshole, Luke, but I will tell you one thing he is not doing is he does not give a crap if you're pulling away. He, I mean, watching that, because we both love the show. So that is our, like, Bill and I watch Summer House. Like, we get are. Get Bill pumped. in here. Let's go. Let's get Bill's opinion as a man. He was, he's like, this is crazy. This is hard. This is crazy to watch. I like Hannah, but it's crazy. I just think Hannah has to, like, if Hannah was like, all right, I'm being a little crazy, I would have been team Hannah. Like, she can be crazy. If you see you're being crazy, like, Lindsay recognizes her crazy and calls it out, but she's still going to be crazy. Hannah is like, I'm not crazy here, right? Am I right? And everyone's like, but you are. Paige should be talked to for not like, like Paige, I know you think you're being a good friend, but you're not. And like, and I will say Hannah does know, like Hannah immediately went for, went into Busta, like went into Sierra directly with those girls. She looked directly at Sierra and she's like, I feel like I'm going, he makes me feel like I'm going crazy. And he, she knew exactly what she was doing. Uh, yeah, I, it felt, it felt uh, aware of the cameras for me. And not as I haven't felt before that they have a storyline on this show. And I do feel like maybe they just had to close this loop because people would have questions and like, he's kind of moving on with Sierra and note that her boyfriend didn't come on the show or whatever. So like production's like, all right, close this up. And Hannah's like, all right, I'm going to close it up my own way though. Like you're just going to have to, because I feel like that's also the problem with these shows. We know too much behind the scenes. Like there's rumors that Sierra's dating a producer and that's how she I, knew that, someone on the show. I, I know for a fact that that is not true. That is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So, and I'm glad because when those things come out, we're all like, oh, now it's, I don't want to ruin it. But for this, I want this ruined and I want it over. Like, I don't want to watch this all season. Well, that's why I am going to Congress later in the year to actually try to get them to actually establish some kind of laws. If we find out they're doing janky stuff like dating a producer instead of, you know, being there to bang Carl or, you know, I feel like that should we should be able to sue Bravo or whoever produces the show, because I don't think they should be able to call it a reality show and then let me believe this is really happening. And then they're just they're just like kind of C-rate actors getting a job, you know? Well, especially on Summer House, because. I come to Summer House for the chaos and the mess. And I understand that we are in a pandemic, so they could only have so many people in the house. So we can't have the usual like in and out random girls, like the idea that someone could flirt with someone or we could pull in a new girl or, you know, Jewel showing up for a weekend. But I do like I need a little romance and this is not the romance I needed. I think that was their fear, too. They're like, oh, people always love like. I loved the Luke and Hannah stuff last season because I was like, I get this. I get the chase. Yeah, it's fun it's more... and flirty. It's fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. And, and Hannah's like, whoa, this guy is hot. Like, you know, you know, yeah. but I, I, I enjoyed that flirtation as well. And if you watch the preview, you guys, I talked about this uh, with Luke because, well, because <laughs> Luke, I was like, uh, kind of insinuates you bang Lindsay, you know? Yeah. And 
he was like, oh, oh, well, I do, I am sitting on one piece of Summer House information that Ooh. I'm not allowed to say, but it's really good. I mean, I, this season, I really think there are so many good things to come. I'm just confused about that one aspect of the Hannah-Luke relationship. Yeah. And like you, I hope it ends and I hope we can move on. But the preview this week has him going like, I do love you. And I'm like, oh God, no. Oh, it's going to keep going. I think it's, it, Summer House's greatest thing is like it, the, all those cameras, it just captures so many little moments. Like I, I, you post about this, Carl making his bed. Why was I so enamored? I, I thought yeah, that like, was I amazing. Have, I, yeah, I don't think you can see, yeah. but I made my bed today because of Carl. And yeah. I was very, I was like, Carl isn't, Carl's an influencer, you know? I, I love it. I love that they're all playing that Carl, like, is in charge of the house but we're pretending kyle is like i don't know they they do it really well so i don't need them i feel like you know in certain housewife seasons they have to contrive a storyline or they feel they do i don't want them to do that here and this is feeling almost drawn out that's how that's how low the bar is for men like if you can mm-hmm. make your bed you're like holy shit this guy's everything this guy has it all he's, but Lindsay he's can't make organized. a sandwich <laughs> how many have you made for me that's an iconic line i I really think it's an amazing line across bravo i think that for me it felt top 10 that's like commitment like she did it with commitment and force and she kept saying it it's 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 like a it's like a variation of it's not about the pasta but in a you know in a an alcohol way instead of a pasta way and like i thought it was just so perfect and i i don't think people have appreciated and i hope we get some more t-shirts made of it. I hope oh, I hope she gets her Dorinda moment. It's just know? because it wasn't it wasn't contrived to. Like she meant that and she said it over and over. The cameras were not there for her. That argument would have happened just like that without that's that was her. That was yeah. all her. And then I guess the last thing since Wednesday night uh, is tomorrow, this will be released. And then tomorrow night we have the season finale, you guys of Salt Lake city mm. plus episode two of Jersey. Uh, are you still keeping in t- uh, keeping up with uh, Salt Lake? Yes. I mean, it's a Love really, it. that's a guys, that is a great night of television tonight when you, after you listen to this, but I'm very sad that Salt Lake is going away because I feel like they've done something really special with these reunions. Like the fact that they had saved, they saved Mary's story for the reunion. Like it was really neat. The reunion has been, especially like when we heard we were getting three parts for like a 12 episode season. I think we all were kind of like, what the hell is, is, is there something? There have been some reunions that are dragged out and some that we always get cut short. Like ever since we got four for Atlanta, I feel like we know we can have four and they never give it to (laughs) us again. Why not five? Yeah. Right. And then OC is like, we've only got two and we could have done one. Like it's, there's nothing, but this, I mean. I still feel like there's a lot left to unpack. And a lot of it just lies with the hatred between Lisa and Heather. That is hard for me to watch. I, they- just, I am shocked that Heather got like the, the, the beginning of season, the, the, the turn of Heather, of Lisa being in Heather's head so much in those first couple episodes. And now to see that, that arc where, Heather is completely in Lisa's head where she's doing like bad beat poetry of like, you know, Whitney, Heather, bad weather, toil, trouble, cauldron, broom, you know. I, and I love that line, but just like we said, the sandwich line between the sandwich line and uh, Jackie and this like three big iconic lines this week, like that last Probably, week's and episode. By the, and- 
three biggest lines and then you got bolo's big dong i mean like on atlanta right. like that's a huge that was a huge way, week. i know you're getting married any thoughts of hiring bolo for a bachelorette party if you have one? i think his rates are about to shoot through the roof <laughs> i don't think i could get any kind of discount <laughs> but um, damn uh and then jersey uh any any um thought on the gia uh when when it's all right to talk about the kids when it's you know, everybody seems to have a different thought on this. Yeah, I feel, but I am not, I don't dislike Jackie. I just don't like, she's not my favorite housewife. Like I like her fine. I thought, first of all, Teresa was way out of line and she came in hot and it was fascinating to watch. And knowing that she came in and like, that was the first day of filming. And like, what did she think they need a storyline? Was she I was, bored? I was Has she gone crazy? Like, I, I was wondering. I was just like, I like. I was saying this earlier this week. Is like when big moments happen like that really early. I always like to lean in to hear if I can hear like producers clapping in the background because yeah. they're like, we got a season. Because uh, Beverly I, Hills didn't have that. They had to shoot for like months to get to a part where, because we yeah. were seeing clips, if you remember when the action happened, you guys, and then they'd go back and like three months earlier and they'd put in like three lines that meant nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was, and you could see it on all of their faces. Like, I'm surprised we don't have more shots of like Melissa or Marge looking at the camera. Marge is giving such knew. good face. Marge, Mar- Marge is the Jim Halpert of, uh, you know, like, like Zoics. Zoics. She was- Stunned. I mean, it was, and I she was goes, no, too. no. She goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, because because Teresa asked it, and then she goes, okay, I'll go ask somebody else. I'll go ask somebody else. Like, so first of all, I don't think like that was right at all. And she, at his birthday, and she ran with it, and she has no sources, and she just kind of was like, I've got a story. La la la. I think Jackie handled it so well up until a point and that's where the frustration is it's just like in the bag you waited till the next day can we get together and talk here's why i'm upset i'd like you to just say you don't have any source on like just admit that you can't like this is nothing and you ran with it and we can try and move forward and then i have a problem with the analogy and this kind of comes back to like even like the Jack stuff earlier, because I think I, if we're saying Jackie is so smart and Jackie's saying, I'm so smart. I I'm a lawyer. I know how this shit works the same way. She's thinking people are going to attack her and poke at her marriage and whatever. She knew that that would happen to Gia. And that's Gia's account right now is covered in do you do Coke? Her DMs have see, to be filled I wasn't, with it. I wasn't, see this part, I did not even, uh, I, I'm very ignorant, but in uh, today's episode, I was talking about, and somebody pointed out that everybody was uh, yeah. remarking. And that part didn't, I'm such an idiot sometimes because I was like, well, kids, but I didn't realize people were actually being dumb and idiotic enough to troll her about it on her Instagram page and DMs and stuff like that. I was like, that's so, like, come on guys, yeah. we can have fun with this. And like, but don't be, don't be idiotic about it. And also, like I said, uh, you're going to ruin Gia actually being able to do Coke at college. You're going to ruin right. that for her now. Nobody's going to be like, guess who I did Coke with this weekend? Gia, like you can't, now she has to watch herself. Yeah, she can't hang out with people and do that. No, I think that's my thing. I do think more and more every year or every season, whatever, like I've noticed that the the line is getting crossed more and more. And not by the accounts we talk to and not by like the 
every day like people who are dming us and they want to gossip in the dms that's what i want to do too and i'm like i don't know like that's so crazy there are people who watch that and go straight to the person and just beat it down and i'm like that loses the fun of anything and i that's i just the first thing when she said it i go you know people are just gonna run with this even if it's not true and she's like it's an analogy and everyone's like that's called an analogy i'm like if it was your life you wouldn't care. Like yeah. if it was your kid and that's, and Teresa didn't even think then I'm sure being like, she, she didn't get it, it was an allergy. That's the funny part. Like she definitely didn't get it. But like once this aired, it it's like Gia will get those messages through the next season. And I'm just kind of like, that's annoying. And I hope Jackie's even defending it being like, it was an analogy. Everyone gets that. And I'm like, okay, you should do the same thing too. Like lead by example with, you know, Teresa, who's not going to say anything, especially now. Jackie just like didn't need to use any other analogy. It anything would be, else. It would be, well, but that's why it was kind of weirdly perfect because it yes. was so cutting. But it would be fun if the season does kind of focus around Teresa learning what an analogy is, a simile, <laughs> a metaphor. It would be cool. But by the end, she's like, that's a metaphor, Jackie. How do you like me now? You know? I, that would be the best. I think that's the best theory we can go with. I think it looks like it's going to be a great season. I don't even think this is like the main focus the whole time. I think I know, it is cool to like, look, it, it, it's always, that's what I love about things. Like when you can look forward to like either mm-hmm. an album coming out, a movie coming out, a TV. And like, I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to Salt Lake in Jersey. I'm like, that's so cool. Like sometimes you're like, OC, I'd be like, damn it. OC's on tonight. I got to watch that, I guess. And yeah. It's like a dra- or like the bachelor is a perfect example what a drag to watch like it is such a drag and yeah. this i'm just like oh good for you bravo but by the way you did fumble below deck this season but it's all right pandemic. i didn't watch below deck this season i will it, and it's it, yeah pandemic on a boat like it's hard like yeah well lucy you have done it again this went by like five minutes i really yes uh, you're so great at this you're just so great you are the Miles Davis of Instagram. This was this was our kind of blue. This was a jazz concert, you guys. Um, thank you for being here as always. Go subscribe to her podcast, Vino Nothing. She really does break down these romantic comedies and it is a different thing than what I do, than what other people do. It's very special. So please go subscribe, support that. Uh, and when you subscribe, it goes shows up right in your feed. So even if it's like not on a certain day, when it comes, it'll be there. It's a nice surprise. Uh, Lucy on the ground on Instagram, of course, is the Instagram account. Is it Lucy on the ground with rocks or just Lucy on the ground? Lucy on the ground. Lucy on the ground with rocks was too long for Instagram. That's that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So you guys already follow her. So whatever. But is there anything else going on that we need to support? No, thank you. This is a great, I swear I'm coming back with the podcast. I talk a big game, but I will come back and I hope to come back here because this is always so fun. When you, you know, like- you always, you have an open, uh, you have an open invitation. That's what it's like. So cool. It's like, I get to talk about the stuff that none of my actual friends know about, you know, yes. like this is like where I'm like, these are the friends that I wish lived in my state. And like, you know, but I, I literally got off. I got off the phone with my friend. I was like, oh, I'm on Brian's podcast. She goes, wait, I know you do this all the time because you have so much fun and we won't talk to you about this. And I was like, yep, gotta go. Oh, I saw, I saw one of my old friends from high school this past week and uh, he's a professor and I was trying <laughs> And it's just like, I get into it and you can just see glazes over. He's just like, I don't, what? Like, and I'm trying to explain like deeper things of like, well, here's why you might like it. And he just, 
it just doesn't get it. And it's so sad, but I'm so glad people like you do get it. And people like you are the people that make me love this because when you go to her stories, she always, it's like a show in itself. Um, so thank you, Lucy, for being you. Uh, I'm going to cry now. So uh, oh, thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> this is my Diane Sawyer moment. Um, oh, we didn't even get to talk about Brittany, but next time. So oh God, there'll uh, be something. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. And we will talk to you very soon. Thank you. Bye. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found the somebody who could make me be true, could make me be blue, or even be glad just to be sad thinking of you. Some others I've seen Might never be mean Might never be cross Or try to be boss But they wouldn't do For nobody else Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you Wonderful you It had to be you Batches.